Welcome back to Return to Oz Minute, where we're analyzing the credits, the rest of the movie, Return to Oz. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. And we're it's we're we're getting close, folks. It's just the two of us. We're back in Kansas. We're we're in the credits. I mean, it's the end. It's exciting times. It's not the end yet, though. This is minute 107. Oh my gosh. Which starts with, well, it starts with editor Leslie Hodgson from yesterday. Uh, the first new credit is music David Shire, which I think I've given him many shout outs on this, but we can talk about whatever you'd like. And it ends with scrolling credits. The last one I caught were makeup artists Beryl Lerman and Magdalene Gaffney. And you'll have to come back next week if you want to know if there are more makeup artists because I was too lazy to start the next minute. <laughs> yeah. So I had a note to talk about the music, but I feel like I've given this soundtrack so many shout outs. I'll do one last little notation, which doesn't really mean anything, but we get a musical shift in this minute, which uh, I'll mention it's when it switches to scrolling credits. It sounds... So, like Joe versus the Volcano, which had some original music done. I looked it up by, oh boy, French. Well, it looks like Georges Delarue. I'm sure that's not how it's said, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I also absolutely love the music that was written for that, but it was really funny. I, when I was rewatching the minute, I'm like, oh my, you know, it, it sounds like it's quoting from each other. But yeah, we, we get our David Shire credit. And then we get the in charge of production credit, which I have no idea what that means. <laughs> well, I, I think we, we need to give one more shout out to his other project, just since, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's come up so many times. He had uncredited work as the composer of the Care Bears movie. So <laughs> not composer, conductor. Okay. <laughs> the uncredited the composer. Is he was there with the Care Bears. <laughs> yeah, so... He was he was prolific in the eighties. He did all the President's Men. Did th three episodes of The Sixth Sense, uh, an unrelated, I would assume, television show. Not yeah, that's weird. Connected to the Bruce Willis. Well, I mean, it's a common phrase, but still, that's true. It has like the murder of the house, and it, the titles sound creepy. <laughs> maybe it is connected. Maybe it is connected after all. Who knows? Well, I'm sure lots of people know, but. I'm choosing not to be one of them. He was still um, working in 2016. So he's still oh, just yeah. about active. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bruce Sharman, if you listen to this podcast, I don't know why you would, but let me know what in charge of production means. I'm very curious because I would have thought producers were in charge of production. <laughs> Maybe that's a simplification. Um, well, he's we also probably oh, he's probably in. I mean, probably part of production, right? He was uh, he was an assistant product producer for the first two Star Wars movies. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of people who have come in contact with this this film. <laughs> oh. There were so many names that stood out to me, and I was like, I don't know who you are. And the minute I Google, I'm like, Oh wait, yes, I do. <laughs> Like, oh, Star Wars. I wonder I wonder when he maybe he was put in charge of production to get it back on track when oh. when Lucas came in. Even though I he could... didn't work on Return of the Jedi, so that parallel doesn't actually work. <laughs> well, 
since he had the experience of being assistant on the Star Wars movies, I mean, these were... Return to Oz has a lot of moving pieces, but it's not as ambitious as A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back. So the scale kind of makes sense that he would have moved up. It's just, it's just an odd... And this isn't the only place I've ever seen that credit, but it's not a common credit. So I was just, I was just curious. Um, We do get our claymation by Will Vinton Productions. And then I have the note, hopefully by now we've covered that. Yes, we we have talked about Will Vinton. (laughs) Um, Oh, and I love that claymation has the little registered. Yeah. That's in my note. Yeah, we get we get uh, the transition from the, the farm scene to the the oval. Yep, an old time. tiny photo of the farm in a frame is I think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, and then the rest are scrolling credits. So that's this is where we get our music change, our credits change, and our background change. So no more frolicking Dorothy and Toto, unfortunately. <laughs> no. Um. Did you have? Anything that stood out to you in these scrolling ones? I didn't look too closely at them, I have to admit. See if any uh, names stick out. Just since it is the holiday season, Will Will Venton of Will Venton Productions did the uh, Claymation Christmas in 1987. I think we mentioned it briefly <laughs> before. Got the California raisins and uh, dinosaurs, and they sang Here We Come A-Waffling. What? And he did, if you've... If you've seen it, The Adventures of Mark Twain, do not watch this. Do oh, not. I have not. <laughs> no, do not watch it. Do not watch it. It is terrifying. I've, oh, no. I've seen only parts. This, this, Return to Oz, not terrifying. This thing, like kids go to hell and meet like the, the devil and Mark Twain. And it's, it's ridiculous and over the top. And wait. Oh yeah. There's a whole thing. The Adventures of Mark Twain Claymation. If okay. you've seen it, you would remember. No, I definitely haven't. I was trying to figure out like where the devil would fit into that. But yeah, somehow like Mark Twain takes them to hell. It's bizarre. Even the Mark Twain stories I don't like aren't that bad. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I want to Google it, but I'm afraid. <laughs> yes. Um, At the end of the episode. <laughs> or if you're listening, feel free to pause, get terrified, and come back. <laughs> Yeah, we have the opposite of an endorsement on this episode. Uh, Will Vinton did many other lovely things. He's allowed to have a couple failures, I guess, in there. I'm I'm trying to think of a nice word that won't make you have to do a beeping. Um, (laughs) Yes. We do get our casting, Mike Fenton and Jane Feinberg, who have the CSA after their names, and then Susie Figgis and Marcy Leroff. Not sure that broke down. Of the, uh, have... Probably of the Figgis okay. Agency. Uh, she was also the, the casting director for Sorcerer's Stone, the Harry Potter movie. Oh. She, and she's working on the new Dumbo and the new Tomb Raider. And she did cool. a ton. She's incredibly prolific. <laughs> I think there, there hasn't been, really there hasn't been a year she was not part of a movie. Nice. Since 19, basically since 1980, she has had at least one <laughs> One credit every year as casting director or cool. probably assistant casting directors, maybe in the early days. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because she and Marcy are on that second line. They don't have their letters yet. Oh, it's OK. Gandhi. Gandhi. Oh. And then right out and from Robin Hood. 84? Yeah. Huh. Oh, I like that. 
Full of Monty. Uh, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow. That's a great cast. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched that movie in a while. Yeah, she's she's she must be an excellent casting director. <laughs> uh, and then I want to give a shout out because we talked so much about it. We have set decorator Michael Ford, who also gets to be the last person in the slightly bigger font, I noticed. <laughs> Which I only, I guarantee I'm only noticing because we are, go. I'm literally freezing on different frames. Oh, yeah, the, it's weird. So production manager and associate producer and unit manager got to have the bigger font. Then the coordinators and location manager were smaller. Then we went back to bigger for these guys. Then we go smaller. This is this is crazy. It just keeps going back and forth. Bill Welch gets to be in a bigger font. This is hysterical. I'm so easily entertained. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, this this must be about, mandated. It's gotta be. But I, I just want to give a shout out to Michael Ford since we <laughs> talked so much about the set decoration in this movie. Going through minute by minute. But now I am so distracted being like, who gets the bigger font? What a power play. <laughs> Yeah, there's a. Yeah. Um, there's so many people so, who are involved in the in the production of a movie. You don't you don't realize it until you get to the credits, and there's <laughs> just a lot. And this is one of the old fashioned movies without lots and lots of digital artists. No, we we do have some video coordinator and video technicians, however, uh, Christopher Warren, Robert Bridges, and Christopher Kenny. And then we have assistant directors Michael Murray, Ray Corbett, second assistant directors Ian Hickenbotham, and Kieran Phipps. Great names. Yes. And continuity by Sally Jones. And it's uh, continuity, not script supervisor. So I, you can tell I've been listening to other Movies by Minutes podcasts since I did these notes. Where I'm like, okay, what do other people pick out in the credits? I think we need to give a, a shout out, of course, to the mime movement arranger. None other than <laughs> Pons Mar. How come his his name should be huge? It should just it, it should have gotten an entire slide just for just for Pons Mar. Um, right above that section, uh, shout out to the unit nurse Muriel Merch. I wonder how she felt about the portrayal of nurses in this movie. It's not very positive. <laughs> and then we have tutors Mary Jo. MacFay, I guess that's how you pronounce that, and Kathy McMahon. Because um, we had two child actors, so we get two of them. Yep, uh, stunts and mime movement arranger. What a title! What a job description or job title. That is great. And then uh, stills photographers Barry Peak and Richard Blanchard. I just want to thank not only them because you find a lot of that stuff when you are googling. You know, many years later. But anyone who took behind-the-scenes photos, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> they have made this podcast so much easier, or at least more interesting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe they've still got some film. They can uh, do one of those nice behind-the-scenes books. Yeah, feel free to do that, guys. Seriously, even though the podcast is wrapping up, we, we will happily learn more about this over time. Whatever, anything new comes out. I know there's a documentary currently in production. So hopefully we will only be getting more Return to Oz info. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Disney has a vault filled with all of this stuff. I saw the vault when we went to Disneyland. We walked by and it said, the vault. 
I, I considered going up and like banging my fists on it and pretending to cry, but I decided to hold it back. Um, <laughs> Probably wise. Kudos on them for doing that, though. That's that's a good call. It's very entertaining. Um, so that's all I have for this minute, because then we run into our friends from makeup. Um, did, did you have anything else before we no, although okay. I, I do kind of wonder which costume designers Ponsmar was kind of picking the brains of oh. for the, the look of the wheelers. He doesn't get a credit here, but he was somehow involved. So <laughs> was he talking to Raymond Hughes? Did Raymond push him off to Hillary Watson or Anthony Allen? <laughs> you know, just wardrobe assistants? William McPhail? Yeah. And uh, don't forget Rosemary Worth. Oh, Rosemary She's Worth. She's a wardrobe assistant as well. <laughs> The double lines are awkward because, or not the double lines, when there's two people on the line. Yes. That some, because the font size keeps changing, it's a little bit harder to read. Um, but I was going to, I just wanted to say, as we're wrapping up minute 107, please come back next week. We have a little bit more to go. And I swear, I have a lot more notes on the other minutes because there's a lot more people I recognize than in this one. <laughs> Um, well, and the thing is, a lot of the people I recognize in this one, we had already, I recognized them because we discussed it on this podcast. So, uh, it, we're going to get us through, though, to the very end of this minute. And I actually have a little controversy in the very last minute of this movie. So, oh. stick around. I feel like I should sing the song in Will Vinton's honor after these messages. We'll be right back. But it's really after the weekend. We'll be back. <laughs> but if you're binging this in the future, even yeah. one week in the future, <laughs> barely any time will pass. And who knows? You could be listening to it at 10 times speed. Oh, I saw that. I hate that. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't hate that. Because, hey, if that's how you're listening, you do you. But... I, I accidentally hit 1.5 today while listening to John Lovin. It was just like, whoa, he's talking so fast. So. I, I listened to us at 1.5 mm-hmm. because I was I was present for the podcast and then <laughs> edited it. So I'm listening for at least a third time. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like I, and I know it's my own voice. <laughs> for some reason, it's different. If I listen to any other podcast fast i just i just feel like i'm in a jumble yeah 1.5 it's not like i couldn't understand what people were saying it just felt wrong yeah maybe it's because i listen to myself at 1.5 that it feels more wrong when i listen to other people because i know <laughs> that's not what i sound like hmm. unless i'm talking really fast i guess that's probably faster I mean, than 1.5 we are new englanders <laughs> so <laughs> that's I really want to issue the challenge if we can ever figure out the schedule for when Crystal Beth and I talked. Uh, I forget if it was this when she guessed here on Never Ending Minute. We were mentioning how people talk about how fast we talk. And the thing is, uh, when I was listening to that episode later, it's funny. As soon as it was pointed out to me, I actually sped up. Like once I was aware of it, I couldn't slow down almost in a weird way. And so I kind of want to do like the Crystal Beth Tierney Steel challenge where we do an episode that we're about something we're really excited about and it would just be insane <laughs> and release it on like a super fast speed or something. <laughs> Maybe try and find 
get get a third person who just speaks really slowly. Oh. So then when when it's sped up, they'll sound like they they would sound someone who just speaks slightly slightly slower will sound a little bit fast, and you guys will sound really fast, and someone listening will be like, <laughs> I don't understand what's wrong. Like the third person sounds okay. <laughs> Always play with their minds. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're we're not gonna do that to you guys, dear listeners. <laughs> You've stuck with us through 107 minutes, and we've got a few more for you next week. Um, plus, if we were gonna get weird and experimental, we wouldn't have waited till this point to do it. Um, but no. in the meantime, or. Again, if you're binging and just taking a little break between episodes, you can find us at returntoozminute.com or you can use Mike's favorite backdoor to that website. Weogtiogpiog.com And we're also on social media at Ozminute. And on the website now, there's a guests page. It's completely up to date because we haven't had a guest for a couple weeks now. (laughs) I've caught up. Uh, So if you're uh, just a Movies by Minutes completist, you can look up your favorite guests. We have we've, we've got some Crystal Beth minutes. If you're just into mime and you found us through Pons Mar, we had Sean German as a guest, and he does a podcast about mime. So everything you could want. <laughs> and if there's someone who didn't have a chance to guest on our show that you've heard of or that you're curious about, if you go to moviesbyminutes.com, that has all of these podcasts that are releasing or are complete. So if you're like, what am I going to do after next week when Return to Oz Minute ends? Oh, there's more. (laughs) Give them a try this weekend. Come back for three more episodes and then, you know, go crazy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We will see you on Monday. Until then, we og. Tiog. That's why you need only half a house. If half isn't built, then you'll be responsible with the heat. After these messages, we'll be right back.